to the next episode of the Shane Walsh podcast. So today's episode is the first episode of 2024. And I realized on the last episode that you would think after 400 and odd episodes that the microphone would be correct. But I realized that I've got a new laptop and the microphone was set up as the microphone on my laptop rather than the actual microphone in front of me. So that is why the sound may not have been great. I've literally realized that as I started pressing record on this one. So sincerely apologize if you listened back on that one. You think after 400 episodes, but hey up, I make mistakes. I'm human, sue me. So please don't sue me. So before I go into today's episode, uh, I know that everyone's going to be on this buzz, this January buzz. I want to kind of talk about what's happening this week. So this week is the final time to sign up for the January opening of the Female Fat Loss Group. The program starts on Monday the 8th. So applications will probably stop. There's like two spaces left, I think, for the rest of the program you'll have me for eight weeks of coaching you will have access to me you'll have access to a facebook group where there are like-minded people everyone shares things they talk about their journey their experiences it's not about biggest loser or who loses the most weight it's none of that because i know there's there's groups out there that are pay people rewarding them for that that's not what i'm about there's also your weekly lives with myself and guests guest speakers for the first time we've changed the program up we've got two, probably three guest speakers kind of come in and talk about people, to talk about things in general. We've also got tailored programming for gym or home. You can do your own training either. You got your tailored calories and nutrition to get you away from that all or nothing mindset to kind of realize that you can have your weekends away. You can have your drinks. You can have a life and still have successful fat loss. And that's the biggest difference. Make 2024 the year that you realize that you can do that. Stop this yo-yo dieting shame spiral that a lot of people go into. I was one of you. This is what I struggled with. So I've learned from these experiences myself. And that's what I try to help other people try to do. So the program starts on the 8th of January. It is 99 euro. That is less than a half a cup of coffee every single day that you probably buy anyway. So if you are interested, click on the link in the show notes and book your space. Okay, so... This episode today is going to be on how January diets steal your health and your happiness. So you have to ask yourself realistically that how many January diets have you actually been on? And how many January diets have actually you lose weight and actually how many times have you actually kept it off? And if you're like most people probably listening to this, you're probably looking for the secret. You're probably looking for the answer. You're looking for the solution. You're probably frustrated by the lack of the results that you've got. You're wondering what's wrong with you and you, and you can't seem to keep it off and that you can't lose weight. And after all these January diets that are out there, they helped you to lose the extra kilos. That's what they're meant to be. That's what they're sold as, is these false promises. But there really is a massive devastating truth that this January diet industry doesn't tell you. The diet January diets don't work. Now I'm I know I've before I came on to this episode I spoke about the female fat loss program. I wouldn't really classify it as a diet. I know someone who is an intuitive eater or whatever it may be would say if you're in a calorie deficit it's a it's a diet. Technically, yeah, but it's not a diet for what you mean. A diet, what a lot of people think is restriction, mass avoidance, can't have their favorite foods, can't have carbs, can't have sugar, can't have fats, can't have alcohol, can't have meals out. 
So it's restriction. So often the definition of what people are going into is the wrong one. Not through, not through any fault of their own. More often than not, it's what they've been told to do and what they've tried in the past. Because they think that if they give up something, you'll lose weight. Yeah, you will give up. If I chop off my arm, I'm going to lose weight. Doesn't mean I'm going to go and advise to do it. But an awful lot of people are addicted to this restriction spiral because they think it's the only way to do it. And then if we can't stick to it, it impacts on our self-worth, saying that we're weak, we have no willpower, we have no motivation. And it impacts our self-worth and how we view ourselves. It also impacts our self-esteem because if we're seen to be some, someone to be weak or that we can't stick to it, well, then we're going to think other people are going to think that of us. So that's essentially what self-esteem is. It's what you think other people are thinking of you. No one cares is the answer. So if your kind of definition of a January diet or losing weight is off from the beginning, no wonder you go the, the wrong way. Through no fault of your own, a lot of the diet industry that is out there right now is preying on emotions, vulnerability, how we feel about ourselves, that we feel like a big bag of socks after after Christmas and over the indulge, and overindulgence. We've all overeaten after Christmas or during Christmas. That's just fact. We've all done it. it. Doesn't make you any better that you didn't, and it doesn't make you any worse that you did. So be it. But the research would show that about 90% of the weight that people actually put on over Christmas. And then they struggle to keep that off for the year or get it off for the year. And then it's piled on and piled on even further. That's what the research would show in, in kind of like the the people who would be classified as obese. So it can I can understand where this kind of like this headspace coming from that I need to fix myself kind of comes from this mad panic that you might be in. And you might be thinking about signing up for something. You might be thinking about getting a coach. You might be thinking about jumping on some fad diet or going on your own. But the big thing is you need to look at what your approach is. If your approach isn't going to change, nothing is going to change. You're going to be in the same position in two or three weeks. And as soon as life ramps up in February, your motivation is going to drop. You're going to start going back into old habits and you're just going to stay where you are. And that's cool if you want to do that. But if you really want to get a grips of it, you're going to have to do what I'm about to say. So you need to look at it from a point of view of January diets and January fad diets in particular. They compromise your physical health. January diets promote themselves as something that might be good for your health. But in reality, they do far more damage to your overall mental health and your well-being than they actually do good. One of the big thing is that they can cause people to overeat and what i mean by that is restrictive dieting or very low calorie diets often swing between two sets of behaviors restriction and binging so binging is classified as losing control so you have an almost an outer body experience that you don't know what you're doing and you can't stop even if you wanted to Overeating or emotional eating is you can stop if you want to, but you choose not to because there's you see a higher purpose in numbing that emotion. So often these January diets promote two things, restriction and overeating. And the balance between the two is like almost like a clock pendulum. 
And the harder you swing to one side, the harder it is to swing back to the other. And so when you restrict your foods, your body recognizes that this, this kind of physiological response processes in that you're going to like almost starve to death, aka when you start restricting those all the chocolate. I'm going to be good this January and have no chocolate at all. No, you're not. You're going to be miserable. Your brain will kick in and say, well, I crave sugar. I crave chocolate. I crave whatever it may be. So when you cut out carbs or you cut out chocolate, you cut out what whatever other sugar thing it is, what's the first thing you do? Your brain starts to kick into starvation head space and goes... I don't know when I'm going to get this again. So when I get it, I must eat it all or I must eat more of it than I potentially need because it doesn't know when it's going to happen again. But my job as a coach in the January Female Fatless Program and all the Female Fatless Programs and all my one-to-one coaching is to show you that little and often will lead you better to where you want to go. More exposure to the food will lead you to less of this restrictive mindset. And then by kind of overeating it, it will reduce that shame spiral that you go into, which was, I am a bad person for having those foods. And by causing this kind of restrict binge cycle that people go into, you'll try to make up for it and then you'll eat more of it. And this cycle will continue. And if you ever January dieted before and kind of suffer from this emotional eating thing, please understand that it's not a lack of willpower. It's your natural body's reaction to restricting foods too much. So it's never going to work. Your body is giving you feedback that it doesn't feel safe. This is a silly idea. But then we think in our heads, we go into illogical mode and we go to emotional mode and saying, well, if I eat these foods, I'm going to gain weight. And we associate it with the when we see these foods go up or the scales go up because we've eaten those foods, oh, it must be the food. If I drank water right now, my weight would go up. That's how easy it is to make the scales go up. Now, does that mean water is bad for you? Yes, you can die from dehydration, but you can also die from drowning. So does that make water bad? And you'd be like in your head, like, no. It's like, well, why are we illogical with the other foods? Why are we illogical around the sweets? Why are we illogical around the sugars? Oh, because this person said so. Or this is the way it's always been. But what have you actually done to challenge these? You've just accepted them. Because it's easier to do because somewhere in your life, somewhere had said that these foods are negative somewhere and you haven't never challenged them. Somewhere along the line, people said the earth was flat. But we never challenged it, we just accepted it. We can't just keep accepting things. We have to challenge these narratives. Because if you ask yourself, if you can't stick to it for more than a week or even past Wednesday, well then you're not going to succeed. If it impacts on your mood or it impacts on your relationship with food in any way, it's not going to work. You're not going to be able to stick to it long term. So I have to reiterate this. It's not lack of willpower. It's not lack of motivation. It's lack of perspective. It's more being ruled by restriction. It's more being ruled by fear. It's more being ruled by emotions. That's what happens with food. That's what happens when people go on these January diets. They go into panic mode. They go into breakdown mode. It's like almost a red light and your car engine is on. Like the big thing, what I would ask you right now, would you let your kids do what you are trying to do now in January? That may upset some of you. So I've said it to people before and they've kind of been a bit shocked by their own reactions to it. If you wouldn't let your kid do it, 
then why are you doing it? Because your kids are watching you right now and what you do. You have learned your habits and behaviors and mindset around food from someone else. Normally a role model or a parent or a grandparent or an auntie or an uncle or a dad or a grandfather. You've learned these mechanisms from somewhere. But you have to ask yourself, have they really aided you in the direction you actually believe you want to go? The answer is probably no. So you're bringing whatever you have there have learned from someone else to where you're at right now. And then you're going to teach that to the next generation. Let's stop where all that kind of rules around food and restrictive mindset stops. Let's cut that right now and cut ties with that. Because what you do around food, how you feel about you, your kids pick up on that. The language that you use. They're impacted by what, how you act, how, you, how your health markers are, how you feel about your clothes, how you talk about yourself out loud, how you feel about yourself. They learn that if we don't put ourselves first, that they see you doing everything for everyone and not making care for you. They learn that, that it's okay to do that. And yeah, it is okay to do it, but if it comes at the impact of your self-worth and self-esteem, then it's not okay. So we need to look at it from a point of view of restriction will not work. The January diet you are even thinking about right now probably has an element of restriction or it has a stupid name. Or it has this meal plan that you believe is going to be the secret answer. It's not. I guarantee you'll stick to it for like a week, two weeks, and then you'll beat yourself up for it. So don't do it. Other things can come into play is it can lead to digestive problems these kind of january diets so when you embark on a january diet you'll probably have a list of bad foods and a list of good foods so christmas you had a list santa had a list he checked it twice now you probably have a list of good foods and bad foods the bad foods include those foods that are probably higher in fat a little bit more salt a little bit more sugar they also may include dairy or uh, a little bit more carbohydrates and while the good foods list usually include lots of fruit lots of veggies lots of lean protein and other recommendations may also include eating a little bit more grains whole grains all that kind of stuff however actually changing your diet drastically and eating too much fiber or too many veggies can cause and wreak havoc with your digestive system because January diets are often very prescriptive. They're driven by rules and regulations and restriction. So you'll feel you need to follow it to the letter, even if the food you're eating doesn't agree with you. So you may go from zero grams of fiber a day to 30 grams of fiber, and turns out you're actually shitting yourself nonstop. I've seen that happen with clients before. They try to go too full on on the first week with their fiber, and then they shit themselves. Or they go the other effect of constipation everyone is different in how they react and then you're kind of like the second week you're kind of on, on that check-in after the first week we navigate it together and say well we probably went a little bit too big on the fiber let's try and meet it halfway and see how you feel or try to increase fiber with your breakfast and do one meal at a time rather than trying to do it all at once which is what people try to do every single january which is trying to change everything at once it's like trying to become a doctor an engineer a teacher, um, I don't know, whatever profession I can think of in my head, all at once. And it's it comes across as some way a little bit arrogant. And what I mean by that is, we think losing weight is easy. 
as a concept is it easy it is easy but also it is a level of arrogance that we think that it's going to be easy and it's going to be different this time even though we use the same approach we are emotionally attached to the approach and the idea of restriction than we actually are of anything else so what happens if you end up eating those different foods or you're trying to be healthy and you bring in some other drink thing that you may have heard from other people to try out that can cause digestive issues for you as well and also can sometimes can cutting out food groups can cause nutrient deficiencies as well by going on these silly stupid january diets it can cause fatigue as well because you're cutting out your carbs so drastically you've probably had a decent amount of food over christmas i'm delighted for you and i'm glad you did because i know i did and this restrictive nature of these january diets can make you go from potentially like three and a half thousand to six thousand calories a day or seven and a half thousand calories in a day around christmas to potentially going down to 16 17 18 19 2000 calories a day and it can make you feel tired and lethargic because simply you don't eat enough food people will go 1200 calorie calorie diets and think it's going to work it's not going to work there's a level of arrogance because you're not willing to listen you're not willing to change you're not willing to address the fears that are around it there's not just thing as eating too little for fat loss that's like saying i've got too much money so i'm poor it doesn't make any freaking sense skimping on calories in order to lose weight in january only causes your body to run on empty what reality is people are treating their phones better than themselves right now they're getting charged every night they're getting enough fuel into their body into their system their cars are being treated by them you are worthy of having enough food and eating well enough and getting the results of how feel how you want that's a fact the feeling that you may have right now after Christmas and not feeling great is not unique to you. But it doesn't mean something can change. The next thing that can happen is it can impact on your hormones. So lack of calories or restrictive diets can impact on your hormones. Hormones are basically chemical messengers and are vital for your body to function at optimal levels and hormones regulate your mood your hunger your eating behaviors how you feel when you're full aka satiation your stress your sleep your reproductive and energy levels but if you go for really really restrictive and diets in january this can impact your hormones because what what most people are going to do now on the first of january is while well, listen to this is what's the first thing i'm going to do is i am going to increase my exercise i'm not going to look at it, my habits and behaviors in any way i'm going to increase the exercise and then i'm going to go to the gym six times this week and then i'm never going to go again that's essentially what's going to happen but you're going to tell yourself this time's going to be different this has to be the year this is going to be the year i give it two weeks if you get to february where most people give up i will give you money I won't, but you know what I'm saying. But if you start to exercise too much and not eat enough for what your body needs, you can almost turn off your menstrual cycle. If you haven't got your menstrual cycle, your body's not feeling safe. And if your body doesn't feel safe, you're going to go into different methods of overeating, binge eating, 
emotional eating, all these kind of different things. So it impacts on your, your hormones. These January diets that you're even thinking about right now, they can damage your mental health. The darker side of these January diets is they seriously mess with your mental health. I've seen it time and time again. At times I feel like a, 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 a counselor or a psychologist or a therapist with clients. I love my job. I love my job. It's the most rewarding. I never thought it was going to be this more this rewarding. When a client gets a breakthrough, it's like, and it's not even a better transformation, but the transformations are great for marketing. But the ones that make the difference for me are the ones that stroke my ego more are the ones that get rid of food guilt, get rid of that food shame, get away, get rid of that restrictive mindset. And it's been proven over and over again that January diets probably won't work long-term for your weight loss. And that January diet industry makes you feel like you're a failure, that you can't lose weight and can't keep it off. And then they, this is designed to make you come back, the next fad, the next cleanse, the next empty promise they make. But most January dieters don't realize this and they blame themselves for lack of results. And this la- leads to lack of confidence and self-belief, low self-esteem and low self-worth. It also leads into a big thing of the desire to be perfect. January diets are designed to be followed by the letter. And this, and this promotes negative perfectionist behaviors. And perfection is the inability to accept that you are human. And this can cause people to relentlessly strive for high standards that even though they're impossible to achieve or come at great cost to people and themselves. And you can end up judging yourself for it based on your ability to achieve such high standards. And because these standards are unrealistic, you beat yourself up for not being able to attain them. In the quest for perfection, you'll become obsessed with counting calories or measuring food or even taking your own food to social occasions. In your quest to be perfect, you'll strive to work harder, exercise more, diet harder so that you can lose weight with this January diet. But this approach is so, so unrealistic. It perpetuates that cycle of low self-esteem, low self-worth and that need to be perfect. But perfection does not work. When that lands with clients, it's amazing. And perfection can come from a piece of peace or a place of kind of looking for control. Humans love control. And if we've had trauma, sexual abuse, sexual trauma, grief in our lives, this can impact our relationship with if we can't control that we can control every other aspect and we try to do that and then we feel that we're out of control so we restrain and pull back even further that's essentially what happens and that perpetuates a lot of different things but this desire to be perfect can also come with a level of arrogance Oh, I'm a perfectionist. Yeah, perfectionism is great when it's in a positive place. When it's a negative place around food and how you feel, that's a negative lens. But it's also come up a place and then I'm not allowed to make mistakes. Why are you the only person on this earth that's not allowed to make mistakes? Why? Only person. This, the chosen one. But I know it's from a place of control. But it also comes from a place of, that you want to compare yourselves to others. These January diets 
can cause you to focus on losing weight as quickly as possible. This often leads to January dieters comparing themselves to other people. They see that they're doing that correctly. And that's why in the female fat loss program, I don't get people to kind of share their their weight or their progress pictures with the actual group. Every check-in for you is individualized. It's with your coach. It's with me. Everything is individualized to you. So we're the only ones seeing it. And it's not about who loses the most. It's not about who um, changes the most. It's about everyone on their own journey and seeing the wins and celebrating those wins as much as we can. Those wins often what people are celebrating if I read the group messages are about the mindset. The mindset changes. If the mindset works and the mindset is, is playing ball with you, life is so much easier. But comparing yourself will actually slow your your weight loss down because you won't be focusing on the actions you need to take to succeed. January diets make you unhappy. They isolate you from your family and friends. They promote this finding value in the scales or how clothes fit. you'll You'll continue to compare and kind of measure your value according to what the scale says. Even though... You don't go into a shop looking for a size 70 kilos. You go in on how you feel in the clothes. These January diets can almost promote negative body image as well because you're looking at social media all the time and you're seeing six-pack Pete or Big Booty Betty and you're saying, I need to look like that. Why can't I look like that? It's because more often than not, they're on fucking gear. They're on drugs, most of them. And you also, most of them haven't got a decent place with food. So it's like, what's more, what's better? Look a certain way and have a shit relationship with food or be okay with how we look and have a decent place with food. I know what I'd rather. I've had a six pack. It was fucking miserable. It was horrible. I didn't enjoy it in any way. But that's my opinion. Some people are leaner and they're kind of like, they're happy with, having the six pack and that's what they aspire to and that's cool that's up to them but that's not who i'm talking to january diets waste your fucking time and money look at if you actually wrote down how many diets you've been on how much time have you actually spent doing them you might have spent time for shopping for like silly ingredients i remember like this is no disregard to joe wicks when I did Joe Wicks, the unusual ingredients that were on those recipes was madness. I love Joe Wicks. He got me moving and he saved my mental health. So I love Joe Wicks. People hate him. People love him. I think he's great. He got the nation. He got UK moving. So he, he's great. So I'm all for him. So if you look at how much time you've actually wasted walking preparing every single meal all this kind of stuff you don't have to prepare every single fucking meal that's unrealistic that's perfectionism look at how much time and money you've actually spent like how much money have you actually spent on crap on actual like it is crap it's a turd you can't wrap a turd and say it's gold that's essentially what January diets are they cost you money like some research from the uk found that during people's working lives 18 to 60 the average person spends a staggering 31 and a half thousand pounds on dieting 
something that has been significantly not to like not to lead to long term weight loss imagine what you could be spending that money on imagine 31 and a half thousand pounds imagine what you could get with that making memories with your kids holidays trips away car house whatever it may be imagine but no we just piss the money away into the wind and people what well, i know what tends to happen around now is i get inundated and have been inundated since beginning of december and then what will happen i'm recording this before christmas so what will happen before kind of like around the 27th to probably nearly all of january but it will escalate in february and march will be that i will get an awful lot of messages saying i want to get lose weight i want to lose weight i want to lose weight and i'm here to help i'm not here to judge i'm here to help and guide you what comes back sometimes is the cost i understand that money is a massive factor at the minute inflation is through the fucking roof cost of living is through the roof housing crisis in ireland is shite so people are struggling and then there's the other extreme where people have a lot of money so the class hierarchy is just getting further and further between those who have and those who have not so sometimes what can happen is when we have money we can almost put our self-worth ahead of what we actually realize we have so we can say i can't afford that but yet we are spending money on loads of nights out or on loads of clothes but we would find the money if it was for our car or for our kids because it's not about us there's an emotional attachment to the financial element of it because we know that we're probably not going to stick to it because we're basing things off our previous experiences every january fad diet that you've ever tried so we can almost feel like if i invest in this i actually have to see it through so there's an emotional attachment and there's a financial att- attachment but i also find that when people put also find that when from my own experience when i've had fitness coaches and nutritionists is that when you are investing in that you are going to do it more because there's that leverage over you like i remember i worked with one for probably about six or seven months and i knew because he was he was a decent price from what i remember and i had tried other programs which were very cheap like 30 quid or something like that and I was kind of like, why is this not working? And then I went for a more expensive. I was like, okay, this is actually explained to me why I do this, why I do that, why I do this. The 30 quid thing was just a generic plan. It was never set me up for success. It was there to keep me for a long time with 30 quid investment on a monthly basis to keep me there for a long time. While I learned more in the kind of like the six or seven months paying that little bit more and investing in myself even though i didn't feel like i was worth it at the time and that's me being a hope and an honest and i learned more about that and how to actually interact with people how to coach with people and i have to say a massive thank you to that coach he's been on the podcast twice so you can have a guess who he is 
so we often have to look at it like even the fitness industry suffers from January diets. Many PTs are often caught on that January diet trap themselves. We can feel insecure in our own bodies. We believe that doing a body composition is the only way to get in shape or to build clients. Been there, that's why I did the photo shoot. I thought the only way for me to get clients was to have a six pack and put fake tan on. Yeah, the stupid shit you do. So we put ourselves through these rigorous shreds or rigorous cuts in order to promote this January diet culture to people. Even though we get resentment, we couldn't get an erection if we tried and we think that this is the only way to get a walking advertisement. I know I should be sharing more of my training and my fitness and my food up on social media, but it takes away from the enjoyment piece. My goal now in 2024 is to build more of a community with my clients. So there is a meetup with my one-to-one clients and my group clients in a couple of weeks, which is going to be brilliant. Going to go for a hike and going to buy everyone a coffee uh, for being awesome. Um, so it's going to be a meetup. Um, but it's it's just going to be... And that the biggest thing that I've kind of come back from the people who are joining is that they are looking to just kind of meet people and have the crack and like everyone's going to be on the same buzz in January so it's going to be great and it's building that community piece but it's nothing to do with weight loss it's community it's the one piece that a lot of people are missing as well January diets because not a lot of people are going out due to finances and stuff we've had abundance of people in the last kind of three or four weeks which has been great it is tiring don't get me wrong it has been tiring but it's also been great. It's also been great. Like my brother lives in the UK. So he's home at the minute while this episode has gone out. So I'm spending as much time with him as I can while he's home. I'm probably living with my back home with my parents for the kind of the couple of days that he's home. Haven't thought that far ahead yet. Um so this whole thing of the January fad diet that you were thinking of right now. It's destined to fail. It's destined to fail. So what's the solution? I could give you a cheesy answer inside the female fat loss program, which it is. Or I can give you the actual answer alongside the female fat loss program, which what I promote in it is, it's addressing the core reasons why you became overweight in the first place. Your habits, why you do what you do. You'll never get out of that diet cycle if you don't address those things. That's the fact. You'll never keep the weight off if you don't address your habits or behaviours and why you do what you do. You'll become more frustrated. Mental health will be impacted. Self-image, self-worth, all these kind of different things. So if you are wanting to get away from that January diet factor and buzz and bullshit and culture that you're potentially in right now, pop me a DM. A DM costs you nothing. If you want to join the female fat loss program for 99 quid for eight weeks, tailored training, tailored nutrition, accountability, safe place, no judgment, no shame, just education and getting you to show you how to actually navigate life and work through it. Then female fat loss program is for you. So it's eight weeks, 99 euro, 
and it will get you through until February. That's where motivation will start to waver. After about four weeks, that's where motivation will start to waver. But knowing that you have that accountability and that almost accountability to me that you will check in rather than hide, which is what most people will do, is they'll hide on themselves and give up on themselves around that month, unfortunately. You'll have that little bit more leverage because you've invested in yourself. But you've invested 99 quid in yourself. It's not a huge amount of money. It's a huge amount of money to some people. So I don't want to come across as that as an arrogant piece of shite. But it's also a hell of a lot less than you've probably spent on stupid diets already and a hell of a lot less than those nights out that you've had over Christmas. So the comparison thing is what I'm thinking about. So if you're interested, pop us a DM. If you're interested, click on the link in the show notes. And I hope you've enjoyed this episode. And I hope you have an amazing 2024. Happy New Year.